Welcome to this episode of Alumni in Excellence. I'm Dr. Paul Williams, the Rebecca Grazier Professor of Law and International Relations at American University. I am joined today by my good friend, Tyler Rowart. Tyler is dialing in from Denver, Colorado, where he's preparing for the upcoming ski season. Uh, in addition to getting ready for the ski season, Tyler is currently the Vice President of Legal at PAX8, an organization that simplifies the way organizations buy, sell, and manage cloud solutions. In addition to his legal practice, Tyler is actively engaged in building Colorado's identity as an international business, cultural, and education hub. He serves as a director of the World Trade Center in Denver and is a former co-chair of the Colorado Bar Association's International Business Transactions Unit. Tyler is also the former director of the Denver Sisters Cities International. Now, prior to his current role, Tyler served as an associate professor of international law and strategy at the National Defense University in Washington, DC. Tyler was a student of mine in 2004, a member of our Lawyering Peace Program, and one of our star JDMA students. Tyler, welcome to the program. Thanks, Paul. It's good to be here. We're excited to kick off this conversation and get your ideas about WOW and success and branding. And as our repeat listeners know, the idea of this podcast is for a rapid-fire 10-minute conversation to explore the career path of alumni who have achieved excellence. So let's kick it off. Tyler, what is your wow? How do people finish this sentence? Oh, I know Tyler. His wow is that. He has a perspective that most business lawyers don't. Now, how do I get that perspective? Well, well, let me tell you, Paul, it started by working with you in the Lawyering for Peace program. That exposed me to some of the most important life and death issues that people face around the world. That, that experience gave me a lot of perspective on what really matters to people. Now, that was then reinforced when I went to work for the Department of Defense, right? National Defense University had me going all over the Middle East and Asia. And remember, this was after September 11th. So most of the work that I was doing was counterterrorism related. I was going to a lot of the same places that PILPG goes um, and working with a lot of the same people on a lot of the same subjects. So once you have negotiated with the Taliban or Maoists in Nepal or rebels in Sri Lanka, you start to see the linkage between an indemnification clause and a limitation on liability through a little bit of a different light. And you can see really what matters. We're, we're in, in most of the business context, we're talking about money. We're talking about risk allocation. It, it's not life or death. Uh, we're not talking about who's going to govern a, a country. So that perspective helps me be a more risk-informed lawyer and not a risk-averse lawyer, right? Like there are some of us who are, are very cautious, maybe overly so. I have a little bit of a different take on, on risk analysis and maybe I have a higher risk tolerance than is advisable, but it's there. And so I use that to my advantage in negotiations because I can typically tell when somebody on the other side is a little bit tense, a little bit nervous. And like any good predator, 
when I smell fear and I smell blood, I'll go for it. And so that experience is what, what has made me a little bit different. Spoken like a true lawyer, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, Tyler, you moved a little bit into this next question, but I want to Mm -hmm. put it squarely out there. What is your secret to success? Yeah, Paul, I I think there are sort of two elements to this. One is structural, right? Uh, This is an audio format, so most of you can't see me, but I am a straight white man. That helps. Let's let's just put that out there and be honest about it. being a straight white man in this country is helpful to success. So let's, I wasn't born on third base, but I was born rounding second. So, so that's point one. Then on the personal level, I attribute my success to two sort of personality characteristics. One is grit. I I just show up and I get things done and I grind at what needs to be grinded on and just try to push through um, my own limitations. The second, it's very similar to grit, is that I make a habit, I made a commitment to myself when I was in your lawyering for peace program, that I would push myself outside of my comfort zone, that I would do things that scare me. If I'm not a little bit afraid every day, I'm not trying hard enough. Okay. So grit plus a little bit of fear is yes. your then, <laughs> that's my formula secret to success. <laughs> okay. Right. So Tyler, what is your brand and how has that contributed to your success? Yeah. So again, this is a little bit two parts. I think my brand has one half that is, you know, I'm in Denver, and Denver's a fairly small legal community. And so I'm sort of the, the brand that I've developed is as the global business lawyer in Denver. That's how I formulated my private practice. When I was at the University of Denver, after um, DU, when I moved from DC out to Denver, I went to the University of Denver and and got an LLM in international business transactions, which is what I used to transition my career from national security in DC into the private sector in, in Denver. And so I was able to say like, hey, I've got no kidding international experience, which most attorneys in Denver don't have. So I was able to build my brand on being globalized and I I could take a company global. I could represent foreign companies coming to the United States. The other side of it is that I don't try to be too fancy with that. I I sort of brand myself as the every man's attorney. Um, I'm originally from Nebraska. So when I'm talking to my buddies back home, they think I'm some big fancy lawyer in some big city. And I just make sure to remind them, really, guys, I'm just a mechanic. I'm a mechanic for companies. I look under the hood. I, I fix stuff that's broken. I'm changing the oil. I'm not doing anything that special. I'm just focused on doing the right thing and making sure the engine runs smoothly. That's what I do. So those two pieces, I'm global in scope, but I'm like the global lawyer who lives next door to you and is changing his oil and mowing his lawn just like you are. Well, since this is a podcast, people can't uh, see on the video, but you're wearing your flannel shirt. (laughs) So it fits your (laughs) brand of Nebraska lawyer next door. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right, Tyler, how do you define excellence? This podcast Mm. is alumni who've achieved excellence. How do you define it? I define it the same way Aristotle did. So I figure the guy who taught Alexander the Great is probably good enough to teach all the rest of us too. He defined excellence as follows. 
We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. That is my definition of excellence. Consistent, consistently showing up, doing your work every single day. That is what makes excellence. So Tyler, how do you achieve this excellence? How do you develop those positive habits? How do you show up every day? <laughs> yeah, I, that's just it. I just do show up. I, I get myself out of bed, even when I don't want to. I show up, I do the work. It's very similar to how you establish a habit for exercise or diet, those sorts of things too, which I also do. It's just being consistent with your habit. I try to eliminate as many decision points in my day as I possibly can. Uh, I make everything as routine as I can. I try to automate my decisions at work to the extent that I can so that I don't suffer from decision fatigue by the end of the day. And that I think keeps me fresh, keeps my head fresh so that I can make the tough calls and make the big decisions when it counts. I'm not wasting my energy on which you know, which flannel shirt am I going to wear today? <laughs> I've just got a rotation of the green one, the blue one, the red one, the gray one, the white one. And I work through that. That's how I leave the space for me to be excellent on the things that really matter. Well, Tyler, my friends tease me because I, I rotate through my, my flannel, my fleece, my polo, but they're all blue. <laughs> so I don't change the color. I just change the, uh, the style. This is interesting. I haven't heard this before, Tyler, but basically you're saying you make a habit out of, out of excellence. You, you, you make a routine out of, out of striving for and, and achieving excellence. Because we all think about you know, habits for healthy eating, habits for exercise, um, but I haven't really thought of it before that just make excellence a habit. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's exactly right. That's what I do. I make excellence my habit. I, I do everything that I can to the best of my ability while still leaving space for me to be a human, not, not expecting perfection because that is not the same as excellence. You will never achieve perfection, but you can achieve excellence. And so I, I sort of leave that space for myself to do that. And I train my team to do the same thing. And then I trust them to achieve that excellence as well. And, and when you've got a whole team of people moving in that direction, then you can really see uh, some good things happen. People like to be empowered. I think that's one of my superpowers is that I, I like to help people be their best selves. And so inculcating that habit of excellence helps them be their best self, which then makes me look great, which I love. <laughs> Ryan Westlake, who's helping us uh, is the executive producer of this podcast. It's all her. <laughs> I believe it. Anything I do well, she is because Ryan has has made me look good. All right, now Tyler, the most important question, the real mm -hmm. reason why young professionals dial in. What is your favorite <laughs> flavor of ice cream, and what does it tell us about you? All right, Paul, I have been agonizing over this choice because I love ice cream. You're, it's like you're asking me to pick which of my children is my favorite, which I wouldn't normally do. All right, we could do that one instead, Tyler. Which <laughs> one is your favorite? No, no. My favorite ice cream <laughs> is definitely Cherry Garcia. So this is, for those who aren't familiar, Ben and Jerry's cherry ice cream with cherries and chocolate flakes. And if you're not familiar with Cherry Garcia, 
you should you should really question yourself right now. It, it is one of the best ice creams that exists out there. Now, what does this tell you about me as a person? I think it tells you three things. Item one, it tells you that I have great musical taste. Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia, this is high quality. Number two, it tells you that I do not buy into this chocolate vanilla binary that everybody wants to force you into. But item three, it's cherry ice cream. So while I'm not in the like, you know, so basic that I have to pick chocolate or vanilla, I'm within one standard deviation from the median. So I'm like safe enough. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not that boring guy who's just vanilla, but I'm also not, you know, mint chocolate chip or something crazy. <laughs> well, Tyler, you had three reasons. I have three three responses. One is okay. I'm a mint chocolate chip guy. <laughs> um, the uh, the second is that the young professionals are going to be googling Grateful Dead uh, when they hear this. Uh, and then, although I'm not a cherry person, you're the second alumni to pick Cherry Garcia. Am I really? Jamal Jafari, who's oh. in Uganda with the Foreign Service, he's and he can't get it in Uganda. So I traumatized him when I asked him this question. All right, Tyler. Well, thank you for joining us today uh, and sharing with us some of your insights for how to achieve excellence for our young professional colleagues as they journey along their career paths. Thanks, Paul. It was great to be here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Tyler. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm.